0: You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio with your host Patrick Donahoe. You know there's solutions out there to every one of the financial problems that Americans are facing today, and those solutions are right underneath their nose. The Infinite Banking concept has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals manage their hard-earned money effectively using time-tested financial principles that cannot fail. The intent of this podcast is to awaken these time-tested principles and reinstate certainty into the financial makeup of Americans. Our society is saturated in debt. Our portfolios are made up of the same speculative investments and theories that have failed us time and time again. The banking and securities industries have ruled financial planning for decades, and the only true benefactors are them. The infinite banking concept has proven to be ideal solution. Good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. You know, it's it's eight o'clock on a Saturday morning where most people are sleeping, but I, I'm fired up. I'm I'm ecstatic to be here this morning because we have an amazing guest, and we're going to talk about some some pretty incredible things. And so, to get started, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, please go back and and listen to our previous podcast last week. Uh, we had on there uh, Kim Butler who did a, a radio show for us uh, on, a, on a radio show called Real estate Guys radio out of San Francisco California and talked a lot about how real estate investors have utilized the banking concept and uh, it's it's a long radio show you know it's about a, about an hour long. Uh, but there's some there's some good things good things in there, and I'll eventually be on that radio show as well, probably toward the end of the end of the summer. Uh, but definitely go back back and listen to that. Also, go back and uh, listen to our previous podcast to talk about the banking concept. We've had some pretty cool guests on there, and uh, there's definitely a lot of information. So. Uh, We actually wrote an article over the last month uh, talking about how the infinite banking concept uh, corresponds to real estate investing and how the two together can produce some pretty incredible things. Uh, It's about three pages long. The website that you can go and access that is beyourbank.com. So www.beyourbank.com. Uh, Last week, we uh, we had Nelson Nash in town. We had an incredible conference. I actually do have a recording of a few of the things that he said. For those of you who'd like a copy of that recording, please contact us at 800-870-8670. That's 800-870-8670. I feel that my voice is a little bit deeper this morning. so I sound a little bit more manly, so maybe I will come in on Saturday mornings from now on and do the podcast. <laughs> but I'm I've, I've, I've excited to be here. I have, a, I have a good friend and client, uh, Brad Gibb, uh, who me, uh, we met a couple of years ago. And uh, you actually has it been that long? I think Jeez. so. Yeah, it has. But it it's actually it, we we connected through through the podcast.
1: Yeah, I was telling Patrick to be on the show is kind of surreal cuz I remember <laughs> driving to work trying to get out of my own rut, listening to Patrick Donahoe, the PhD of the revolution as he as he used to refer to himself oh, and man. now to be on the show is a great thing.
0: Cool. Yeah, and, and you just live a couple of blocks from me too, which yeah, is kind of right ironic. Right around the corner. But um, but Brad Brad's a, Brad's an awesome individual, an entrepreneur in his own his own right. Um, you're you're the analytic entrepreneur. Yeah. You're, you're the one that's, that's really helped me, you know, empirically see how, how profound banking is. You know, from a spreadsheet standpoint, from a number standpoint. And so we're gonna. I, I wish we had enough time to get into a lot of that stuff. We'll do. We'll oh, we def, will. We'll, oh, we we'll will. do that. You know, we we maybe dedicate a podcast or maybe a video cast. We'll do a video cast and talk a lot about the numbers behind banking and so forth, as compared to four hundred one ks or IRAs or Roth IRAs. It's yeah. it's pretty pretty profound uh, the comparison. But anyway, we're we're gonna talk about something that probably most of you have no idea about. And uh, you're the one that really—I've I've heard it from a couple of sources—but you're the one that really, you know, uh, en- enlightened me to the the fact that yeah, the government's it's... getting involved in in some stuff they probably shouldn't. <laughs>
1: there's <laughs> a lot of stuff. There's... there's a lot of things that they're involved that that I feel they shouldn't be in. But you're right. This one is—they're trying to dabble in some new things, and they're really not uh, advertising it yet.
0: So let's 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 kind of let's just dive right into it then. So. So basically, if you look for for those for those that don't understand, I mean, the the government raises money in several different capacities. Uh, One of the main ways is through treasury bills or through government bonds. And so, let's just take a moment to to maybe explain what those are. So, treasury bills, T-bills. There's different there's different terms. Same thing with government bonds. Um, But basically, it's the government you know issues issues kind of a promissory note that says, Mm -hmm. hey, if you give me money, I'll pay you this amount of interest. Right, and so the main investors in these types of instruments, the people that give the United States of America money, are typically foreign entities. But a lot of banks, um, especially lately, a lot of banks have invested in treasuries because banks borrow from the Fed at zero (laughs) percent, and they go to treasuries and get three percent. And no wonder, no wonder they're not giving any, you know, not lending any money to small businesses or, or other individuals. It's it's just a. Anyway, but anyway, yep. you know, those are the main investors right now and and China and India and Japan were the biggest Biggest investors, yep, they are, um, and and they still are. And you know, we were just talking now, uh, Spain, where you spent some time in Spain. Uh-huh. Spain has increased, you know, their investing in, in government bonds and, and T bills yeah, and so were forth. Yeah, you hundreds of percent. Yeah, so hundreds of percent. I think it went from like uh, I can't remember how many billions of dollars, but I, I have an email that somebody sent me. But anyway, yeah, it's increased by hundreds of percents over the last year.
1: And that's what's made th- this investing in in T bills is essentially investing. I mean, Valtorta is investing in the United States. Yeah, but it's 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 investing in the dollar and that's what's made the US dollar the reserve currency. Yep. Is that everybody holds these T bills and that's what they they back a lot yep. of, of their own currencies and their own economies. Because
0: the dollar back I mean, the dollar is what measures, you know, oil, dollar is what measures gold and, and the primary commodities that exist in the United States. Yep. So a dollar is a very significant instrument, right? And so and a lot of people obviously want, to, you know, want a part of that, that instrument. So yep. So th- those are basically T bills. So the government raises money that way, and then they use that money for <laughs> whatever the heck they. Any number of. Any. Every- yeah. And you know, obviously, we're gonna have a vote on a you know a trillion dollar healthcare package, which You're we can go quick. off on that right <laughs> no, now. No, it's too. only nine hundred twenty billion.
1: Oh yeah, whatever.
0: I mean, but okay. over, you know, that they all they always you know and they're gonna overshoot it. Overshoot it. You know, that's all- always what happens. But anyway, so a trillion dollars there. That that money obviously comes from a variety of sources. Some of it comes from taxes. Some of it comes from you know. Of other government, ra- you know, raising money and, and yeah. so and forth. Yeah, and essentially,
1: the, the the purpose of the T bill there is is to get money that they can't take through taxes. Yep. It, th- there's shortfalls in how much they can potentially tax, and so they've come up with other ways to borrow money. Yeah. In order to to fund their promises.
0: And they're doing yeah. both. I mean, yeah. it's like they're the, the what they're proposing as far as future taxes, whether it's the new death tax or whether. Ugh. There ain't, obviously Bush tax cuts are going to expire this yep. year, and so you know marginal tax brackets, especially the top two marginal tax bracket positions, are going to go up. But anyway, let's let's not get into yeah, that. <laughs> let's let's get let's get into let's get into the GRA. So GRA stands for Guaranteed Retirement Account. Yep. And what? Why don't you explain a little bit about what the government wants to do?
1: Yeah. So what's happening? No, here,
0: let's 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 actually. Okay. Uh, what I want to say here, I'm not. I, I, and I know we had a kind of discussion at, this at the beginning we don't want to i'm not saying that it's right or wrong right I, I want you guys as your as listeners to to recognize what's right and wrong it's it's not my position to to say this is what's right this is what's wrong I want to give you the information and you make a decision for yourself
1: yeah so we'll try to just put some facts out there that we've come across and, and be as
0: objective I, as, I guess we'' possible I think we're completely subjective and, and, <laughs> and biased but we want everybody to make a decision for for themselves and have the freedom to do that so what we're saying today is is accurate information? Uh, it's information that exists. It, there are programs that are going into force and are being proposed, and we just want to make sure that you're aware of that. So let's let's get let's get into it.
1: Yep. So w- 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 the the driving force behind this is, like we said, the government raises a, a, a significant portion of its money through the sale of these financial instruments, the T bills and treasury bonds. But what's been happening lately are is central banks, like we discussed earlier before we got on, was central banks have become a net buyer of gold. Um, they've started to to lessen their positions. Except for Spain, in in uh, in treasury bills and in the dollar, and so governments are f- are worrying that it, their liquidity, their ability to sell these, are, are, is going to dry up. So China's future.
0: buying less, Japan is buying less. I mean, a lot of the big big countries in the world are buying less government yep. instruments, and they're even
1: threatening to, to sell off. Okay, and which which would obviously just drive down the value of the dollar. So, yep. in order to to avoid that, the government's looking for the next buyer yep. of its next round of treasury bills. They've done. Uh, an amount of monetizing the debt which Mm. that's a whole other discussion in itself but they've started to try to sell them to themselves but that they know how destructive that is they don't want to do that so the next place they're looking at uh, I, I think it's estimated that there's approximately 15 trillion dollars in in private retirement accounts.
0: A bulk of that is baby boomer mo- baby boomer money. I think it's like some ch- like 10 trillion dollars or some some amount of money is in is in just baby boomer money in the market. Yeah. Go, keep, going, keep going. Yeah. Sorry.
1: So so what the government has seen now is they're they're looking for the next buyer mm-hmm. and and they're potentially trying to make that our private retirement accounts.
0: Okay. So basically, they're going to, to take a portion and, and we were talking about this is not ne- not necessarily mandated or going to be mandated, but it's going to be an option mm-hmm. where, and this is, this is real, this is real, is where the government's going to give an option to say, hey, you could take a third of your retirement account or a half of your retirement account and invest that with us right and in exchange for that we're going to give you a guaranteed payment for life kind of like an annuity payment right. which is as long as you live and maybe to the you know your your surviving spouse we're going to give you a certain monthly payment um, based on whatever you've put into this private retirement account.
1: Yeah. So the current plan, yeah, has there. There is actually a, a survivorship portion of it. It's it's yeah. a whopping fifty percent. Wow. Know, so you get half back of what you put in if you die early. But uh, but <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. That's so it's the idea. better than Social Security. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be better than the market at this point too. Um, but that's. That, yeah, that's the idea yeah. is to help. They're selling this as a a more secure investment, yep. and it's gonna it's gonna lay a better foundation for the economy. It's mm-hmm. not gonna have everybody invested in risky equities, yep. uh, and add some stability to to people's retirement accounts. Which it may it may accomplish portions of that, yep. but it's gonna the the danger here that people don't realize. A lot of people don't realize that Social Security started mm-hmm. out this same way. Yeah, they took money out of your uh, and that was forced yep. uh, a percentage of, of your earnings goes into this what was supposed to be this big bank yep. save it yep. and then pay it to you later on mm-hmm. but what's happened there is we've got a big vault full of IOUs now yep. there is no money because when money goes into
0: account. your FICA right mm-hmm. you know when money goes into this social security fund uh, there's not really a, a... Well, there is a fund, I guess you could say, but at the same time, there's the government's borrowing from it saying, hey, we'll pay you back right, later. Right, yeah.
1: So yeah, they've kept track of how much has been paid in yep. and how much has been paid out, so they have a net balance for it. Yep. However, like you said, it's not dollar bills, it's tr- it's T-bills that are in there, which yeah. are IOUs, IOUs that the government will pay back. You got moment.
0: it. It's They're just promissory notes. It, exactly. So yep. it's,
1: it's full of a bunch of debt yep. um, in that account that, that really... Essentially, if they had to liquidate it, they'd have to print the money yep. or just default on it because yep. it's not—it doesn't actually exist. Yep. So that's the danger here: is if they siphon off a portion, if they're able to sell people voluntarily on it and say they get fifteen percent, fifteen percent of fifteen billion is a lot.
0: That's a lot. You know, fifteen trillion.
1: Fifteen trillion. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Um, so that gives them some liquidity, but they're going to spend it. Yeah. And then then there's just that much more debt out there yeah. and this is money that doesn't get reported in yep. the in the budget deficits and, mm-hmm. and things like that because it's it's not they just have to report the interest payments yep. on it. So let's, let's
0: maybe let's maybe pick apart the the lack of principle in this whole system. So again, the government's going to take money it's going to spend money right now the government takes money and it spends money right whose money does it take? It takes our money. So going back to the principle of our money, that's money that we earned right we we studied we went to school we you know had blood sweat and tears to earn this money right and it's our it's our money we are the you know the money is a result of our efforts right mm-hmm. and then it goes into this account right now the majority of people invest in mutual funds when money goes to mutual funds they lose pretty much the all the principles that created that money Right? Because it goes into somebody else's hands. Now they are going to grow, uh, supposedly, grow that money. Okay. The individual that created the money no longer has control because yep. when money goes into a qualified plan, like a 401k, it is tied up for however, you know, many years until yep. you're 60 years old, which also is subject to change, right? right? Could go to 65%, it, it 70, to... Who, who who the heck knows? Yep. It's not up to you. You don't have control over that, yep. right? Those regulations are in the government's control, and, not and, yours.
1: And you're right. You're hitting on that principle of, of giving up control, yep. which then leads itself to giving up accountability. Because yep. if you can't control it, you're going to forget about it and then the person that has it because he's not talking to you every day and telling you what your money's doing, yep. he's not accountable for it. Yep. So he's not going to work as hard yeah. because if he loses it, he doesn't get yelled at by anybody. He doesn't have to pay any type of consequence. Yeah. He just goes and tries to raise more or, or goes out of business or whatever. And but,
0: he didn't earn he didn't earn it. Right. Right? He doesn't he didn't see the efforts that created that money. And there's no way he is ever going to treat it the same way as the individual that did create it. Right right so we have we have that principle there so basically it goes into this it goes into this fund right and P, i guess it's the you know it, it's the it's the the herd effect right? And I think Keynes, Keynes didn't do very many things right and and (laughs) recommend many things. But John Maynard Keynes, you know, he he definitely got it right with the hurt effect, right? That people are going to do what the majority are doing, right? right? And the reason why people are all investing in 401ks these days is because that's what everybody else is doing. If you really break it apart, it's one of the worst investments that that exists. So here's the other thing when it comes to money going into these accounts, uh, these GRAs, these guaranteed retirement accounts. Um, They're not going into to fund American businesses. So I'm not I'm not saying that investing in in the market is is bad, right? I personally don't do it just because I think I have more control outside of the market, but I think the principle of, of investing in businesses uh is is a it, you know, it, theoretically it's it's a good pr- it's no, a and, good and model. The,
1: the, yeah, the capital markets are, are are a necessity. Yeah,
0: if if investing in stocks and mutual funds just suddenly went away, it I mean would, we, would we, be bad. we would have to move to, you know, to to Mexico or, or <laughs> Canada. Well, I don't know about <laughs> Canada, but Mexico. You speak Spanish, so you know, we can yeah, we, we do can we, we can get some Hacienda in Mexico. <laughs> but yeah,
1: it would be bad. Yeah,
0: it'd be bad. So anyway, so so businesses thrive off of the capital markets, right? That's mm-hmm. a lot of the ways in which they raise, they raise money. Uh, but at the same time, you can't control what a CEO does with a company. You can't control what the executives do of a company. Um, I think there are sound companies out there. Um, you know, and, and these are the Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies that exist today. And I think that there's some significant and very valuable investments in those types of companies. Uh, but at the same time, you don't have any control over that. Right. And an investment is in an investment, right? Uh, that's an investing. Investing investing implies risk. Con- uh, yes. Right. Well,
1: and it, and it implies an understanding and a knowledge of the of what you're investing in. Yep. If if you're just putting your money in a big black box, hoping yep. that it's worth more when you take it out, that that moves over the realm of speculation yep. and not investing. And yep. so those that the stock market traditionally was investing, where you knew about the company, you understood what it was doing, you tracked it, you yep. followed it. Yep. But now mutual funds have opened up this spread it out over all these companies and don't look at a single one and you have
0: no, seriously I mean you you might have a very very conservative 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 individual um, and here in Utah people don't you know a lot of people don't drink a lot of people don't smoke but chances that they're you know that their money is going into Budweiser and Philip Morris is pretty high mm-hmm Really, yeah. and I'm not. But I'm, and I'm not saying that that's good, or, good or bad. I'm just saying that it you're supporting companies that might more, more be morally different than what than, you than what you believe.
1: Yeah. Or and if you ask somebody, what are you invested in? They'll say <laughs> a mutual fund. But what does that mean? What does that mean? What companies are owned? Sure. Do you, like when. When you see you know an Enron type fraud scandal, do you know if you had money there or not? Yeah. The average person wouldn't know.
0: Wouldn't know, and, that, and that's, what it, that's, what it's be, that's what it's become. Yep. Now it's gonna go to, to this entity, which I love my country, right? I, I pay my taxes, um, but it's going to a country that doesn't really produce anything, right? It's going to a body that doesn't really produce.
1: Yeah, government by definition cannot produce.
0: No. so And so basically you're giving money to an entity that's never really produced anything right and that's that's scary that's scary to me because if they ha- if they don't produce anything if they don't produce anything in the past how are they going to produce anything in the future so giving money into something that doesn't really necessarily produce is is scary is scary to me Okay, so again, the purpose of us explaining this to you guys isn't necessarily to say this is going to be a bad thing. It's just, you know, we're just talking about the principles of how it works. Yeah, so
1: going back to the government not producing, it's not that the government doesn't have value. Mm-hmm. It's worth, I mean, there are things that the government ought to be doing that yeah. we ought to pay for, yep. but we don't get a return on that in mm-hmm. dollars. We, yep. get, we get the service provided to us. Exactly, so yep. to, to say that we're going to invest in the government for a return yep. implies they're going to take that money, do something with it that will create more dollars yep. so that they can pay your interest. Yep. But we've already went over the two ways government raises money. It yeah. either borrows it or it taxes it. Yeah. So the return it's going to be paying on you is either money that they're borrowing down, down the downstream, yeah. which sounds a lot like a Ponzi scheme, <laughs> or it's money that they're going to tax from somebody else. Yep. And, and that, that dives over into the realm of, of wealth redistribution. Yep. So either way, the government can't create a return on something without taking it from somebody else down the road or a sleight of hand. Type that's
0: a great point. I never thought of it like that. Oh man, it's so, it's kind of it's such it's such a crazy system.
1: Yeah, but the the danger that the second principle that's being violated here, the first one is production. Yeah. that we talked about the second one is we're now we're now giving over control. Yeah, and the example I like to use is if we've got a hand of cards and the government has their hand of cards, and and we decide that we want some amount of security, say that we want a secure retirement. Yep. In order to do that, we have to give them. Some we have to give up something in sure. order to get that. So we give up rights yeah. or privileges or freedoms yeah. in exchange for this security. And if we're giving up our, if we're saying we, we need this retirement, we want a secure retirement, mm. we're gonna give up our freedom to control that money or, or to do what we wanna do. And what's gonna happen is initially it's gonna be voluntary. Yeah. But it's very easy to flip the switch to and now, it's, now mandatory, it's mandatory. And if it starts out, well, it's only 10%, how easy is it to make it 20, 30, 40, 50, 100%,
0: Jeez. right?
1: And so it, it it not only... It opens the door. Exactly. It gives them a leg to stand on yeah. to then move into any other aspect of of your finances and your retirement. If yeah. If they are allowed to take money and save it
0: for you, yep.
1: That just it, it, like it puts said, the it handcuffs
0: the on, doesn't lock them, and, and basically they say, "Oh, we're not gonna, are yeah. not gonna lock it. Don't worry so, about it." And so, so you
1: cannot uh, get, yeah, you cannot get a security without giving up a freedom. Well, here's and something
0: else. Here's something about. else that's coming to mind is you know, and obviously all of these, whether it's a traditional IRA or a Keo or a four hundred three b or whatever these accounts are four hundred one k's, they're all going to be taxed on on just on withdrawal too. So it's yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so they're going to get e- oh man yeah and yeah. well and,
1: and it shows you, in order to get a 401k you have to give up something right yeah. you're getting you're you're buying a tax advantage yep. in exchange for loss of liquidity you yep. can't take it out till you're 60 yep. so you can see the trade off there yeah. and the trade offs for this other account are going to be less visible to the average american yep. because it's it's a soft thing it's a freedom yep um, but it's going to be more dangerous, and it's going to lead us down the road of. Up, but, I mean, there are examples of other countries that have just completely privatized all savings. Yeah. Or, I mean, nationalized all savings, or nationalized all retirement accounts, and yep. just taken your money. Yeah. This is a lot more subtle way, but it's the start. It's the start what of what has occurred in the past. Course. Exactly. And it's
0: never ever worked. That's the thing. And but yeah, we try to re. Oh my god. So yeah. so I, I so, think the 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 bottom line is. Um, you create the money, it's it's your money. Recognize recognize those principles. When you give it to somebody else, you basically just violated everything that created the money. Mm-hmm. Um, our our system is to basically take your savings and your retirement back into your own hands. The infinite banking concept teaches you how to be self-reliant, right? It, it instills different principles into your life where you're gonna have a heck of a lot more money down the road and in the short term than you would have had in these types of programs, right? right? If you really pick apart What the 401k is, where it came from, right? How it's changed over time, how it's evolved into this. Monster uh, of a concept um you're you're going to be pretty surprised, yeah. and I guarantee if if you present the facts to most individuals um they're not going to like what they see
1: <laughs> and and the 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 other wonderful thing about infinite banking is it teaches you how to use your money yeah. <laughs> when, when you were in school, how much did they teach you about money, how much did they teach you about things like that not very much uh-uh. um, but this this because you have it there and, and you can understand these principles a lot of what Patrick does uh, in a fantastic way and a lot of the, the books that, that he suggests and the articles it's teaching you how to use and and continue that process of production yeah. so that once you've earned it you can then earn more and more and more and more and that's where that's where this thing can really take off
0: And this is I mean and, and this and you brought up a great point it's like this is those those types of principles are not not necessarily, Taught to us. Now they're the framework of how our country came to be. But we we we've, we've deviated from that path. Mm-hmm. And right now, as as individuals our age, right as they as they grow up, there's this expect you know a social ex- expectation of them, which is go to school, get a good job, work at the good job contribute to a retirement plan, everything. I mean, it's kind of this A, B, C, D, E equals a a specific outcome. But it's not that way. Mm -mm. Life has never been about that way, right? Life is supposed to be, hey, I'm going to get the fruits of my labors, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to have the sweat of my brow come off and that's how I'm going to eat my bread. Yeah. That that's a prince that's a principle of life. And whenever you delegate certain things within those principles, right? You're not going to have good outcomes. It's just that's those are laws. Yeah,
1: it's like you can't pass a law for gravity not to exist. I like don't... no matter how much you want it to exactly. if you jump off a cliff you're going to fall. Yep. It's same idea here is if you violate these principles, no matter how many promises or protections or or subsidies you put on it, yep. it's not going to get the outcome the, that, you, that want. you desire. Yeah.
0: And so if you look at, I mean, if you just look at the average individual's flow of money throughout their life, right, that's what the infinite banking concept is really, really based on, is looking at all the flows of money that you're going to have, whether, you know, you do banking or not, you're going to have those flows of money, but all those flows of money are inefficient, or they lack efficiency. I wouldn't say that they're completely, absolutely inefficient, right. but they lack efficiency, whereas utilizing certain financial and banking principles, you can reinstate efficiency yeah. into all the flows of your money.
1: Yeah, and, and you can put it back into your own hands, because what you, when you use a bank to finance something or use some other means, they're adding the value and they're getting paid for it. And they're getting, it. Yep, Why don't yep. you get paid for it? Exactly. If you can learn how to create that value. You can learn how to capture that and use it and put it into effect in your own life.
0: Yep. So... Well, we're geez, we're we're already half an hour <laughs> into this. Stuff. We want to we want to kind of yeah. So so uh, so so you turned me on, and, and ironically, Nelson Nash turned me on to a couple of the same yeah. uh, mail lists, which is uh, whiskey and gunpowder. Yep. Um, which they don't talk just about whiskey and gunpowder. No, well, they don't no, talk no. anything about. It. <laughs> and also uh, daily reckoning. Yeah, that's right? what
1: if if you go to those two websites, you can read up. Um, more, but that's where a lot of these articles have been posted. Uh, a couple of the, these things about the GRAs have been actually on CNBC and Bloomberg and a couple other mainstream yep, places. Yep. But, but those two websites, if you're not listening to those, you need to get plugged into that because that's the other side of the coin.
0: Yep, and it's good. It's always good to have it, both sides of the coin. Yeah, right. Because so you can have something to compare it to. Because we hear one side of the coin every single day right it's on msnbc it's on CNN. not to say that they're bad things it's just but every every piece of news right is is not is, is not purely objective anymore every piece of news has some bias around it so what you hear you need to hear all all different perspectives so you yourself can make an accurate a yep. decision right and conclusion um we have a cool announcement as well. I, I touched on this, a, uh, a, I think a few weeks ago, yeah, uh, which is a book that's coming out by the Mises Institute that's based on Austrian economics and, and the banking concept. And uh, it's coming out in July. It's an amazing book. We're gonna have definitely some more information on that. I'm gonna try yeah. to get some of the authors on the podcast. I I, I don't oh, know man. if I'll, I'll I'll crash and burn on doing that, but <laughs> I'm gonna try to get them before the before the book before comes, comes out, out so they can start fantastic. talking about it. And um, you know, go to, ahead.
1: to meld these two principles of the, the Austrian School of Economics and yeah. and that theory of thinking to, to show how infinite banking fits into that is going to blow minds. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic read and really start to change some people's paradigm and wake them up yep. to, to what's happening.
0: Yep, And and Austrian economics, it's not really understood. I mean, I, I got a degree in economics and never heard about Austrian yeah. economics until so I graduated. Yep. Right? And it's it's really unfortunate because the different schools of thought that exist in public education um, are, are, I wouldn't say completely inaccurate. Um, but well, they're very they're based on their
1: own biases. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so, if you don't buy in to the underlying principle, the whole house of cards can fall. Exactly. That's...
0: So what's cool is that the Mises Institute, which is you can find so much free literature, free audio on Mises.org, M-I-S-E-S.org. Or fee.org, which is the foundation of economic education. That's fee.org. There's, I mean, there's, it's, there's an incredible. There, yeah, there's
1: podcasts, there's ebooks, articles. There's articles. I mean, there's they tons seminar, of information. They have seminars. They
0: record all their seminars yeah. and make all the audio free to you. Um, start, you know, we, we can maybe give some recommendations on where to start. I, I think a good starting point for Austrian economics is, is, uh, Henry Grady Weaver I I don't Mises mm-hmm. I mean Mises is very is, is deep yeah. Leonard Reed is even yeah. is really deep as well but I think Henry Grady Weaver who wrote The Mainstream of Human Progress really really looks at the main principles of life and puts it in an economic perspective and it's it's awesome such yeah, a fun read a, quick read
1: another great book uh, for starting out is Economics in One Lesson, in one lesson Henry by, Hazlitt, by yeah. Henry Hazlitt a great intro to a different way of thinking yep. a, along, along economic terms and, and it's one that if you don't have a degree in economics you'll still be able to get your head around and it'll yep. get you warmed up and then and then after you get a couple of those books jump into the lectures and listen yeah to people before you, I mean, I'm I'm reading some stuff by uh, Murray Rothbard that he, I like. Have to rewind it and play it, and rewind it. and Yeah, play it. he's it's deep. deep stuff. Yeah, but but to get a good start, those are two great books. To Dude, start we,
0: with. we could do so many podcasts on Murray Rothbard. Oh man, <laughs> and nobody knows who he is. That's the crazy thing. Do you, do, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. But <laughs> um, but these a, a lot of the Austrian School of Economics is what inspired Nelson Nash, mm-hmm. and um, you know the Mises Institute is in Auburn, uh, Alabama. And Nelson Nash is in Birmingham, and so you know it, it's incredible how those two schools of thoughts have kind of come together. And this book is going to be be profound. It,
1: it's going to be a powerful book.
0: Yep. It so really definitely look look forward to that. I think it's it's coming out in July. I'm, I, you know, the book releases they they never go as as, as planned. planned. But, but too, I'm going to try to. I've been in contact with a couple of guys over there, so I'm going to try to, to maybe get some of them on on the podcast. Um, but thanks for listening today, Brad. Dude, we need to get you on here a little bit a little bit <laughs> it more. Was fun. Maybe once we once we get a little bit more technological technologically savvy we'll have some video podcasts and do some you know uh numbers analysis and and put uh put the empirical side of, of banking on videos? Because we can't talk about it. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. You can get,
1: I mean, Patrick's done a great job of explaining the theory and showing us the ideas, but for me, I had to see it. Yeah. I had to see it in, uh, in charts and graphs and numbers and yep. actually how it works. And we, we've, I think we've done a fairly good job of, yeah. of getting that onto paper so, you so, have, we I have. <laughs> <laughs> so we can help people see it. But, but really, without the seed planted... Um, like we're trying to do in this podcast, it won't uh, it won't go very far. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll, get that do done. we'll definitely do more podcasts and and get it rolling.
0: Cool. Well, we're going to have uh, Kim Butler's going to be on uh, on our show next week and we're going to get into real estate, her history, what she thinks about banking. Uh, she's an amazing macroeconomic planner, uh, has been in the business for, for a number of years, has worked with some very high-level individuals including Robert Kiyosaki uh, and Dolph DeRus and some other high, high-level high individuals. And so it's going to be awesome to have her on here. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. Uh, but for those of you who would like to meet with us and get a free consultation, uh, our phone number is 800 800- 870-8670 or you can email us at info uh, at paradigmlife.net. That's info at P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M-L-I-F-E.net. Uh we have an email list. Uh, we do webinars pretty frequently that you can get onto. So uh, give us a give us a ring at 800 870 8670 or email us at info at paradigm life uh, to get on that list or to request some of our articles or to request a free consultation. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.